0: Hello everyone, welcome to Adoption Adventures. Hope you are doing well. Um, So, the show week is over. What a week. Um, I'd love to say that that is it now and uh, I can go back to some form of normality. No, I can't. Um, It's straight into rehearsals for the next one that I've got four weeks to prepare for. They are asking me to do dance moves Anyone that has ever met me would know that that is a dangerous, dangerous request. Um, (laughs) I do not dance. Um, The show itself, like our our show week, absolute wonderful week. Uh, We were met with fantastic feedback, um, sellout performances, and a really, really proud moment for me. Um, Little dude did his part. Phenomenal work and came away saying that he really enjoyed it and would like to be part of something again. So that was, that was really wonderful. Um, so I've mentioned recently that I have um, been observing um, and working with a new agency delivering their training. Um, and that's been very, really exciting, really, really different to see different agencies and different um, sort of approaches to various topics as well. Um, And it sort of sparked a a wider question about the training that adopters are receiving and even though it is a standardised training, so across the board, if you are adopting in... um, Certainly in England, I don't know if it's across the UK. Let's just say England. Just so as I cover my back, um, you. The only statutory requirement is that you will attend a free slash four-day preparation training session, um, and that it needs to cover certain certain areas. Now, what what I've learned is. Which obviously isn't a surprise. Different agencies will approach that training in different ways. Um, So what I did is recently I went out in in my capacity as a voice. I went out to our audience and said, you know, tell me about your experience of training. Do you feel, so question one was sort of, do you feel like your training prepared you for life or started to prepare you for life? Within adoption, um, and I, there was sort of a gradient on there. Next was, what do you think was one topic that was really missed or not covered well enough within your training? And then the final question was, um, what do you think is what? What do you think you need to have in your training to make it a successful sort of? training session. That's not to say it's not already there, it's what was the key element that made it a success. Um, Now, the feedback that that came back um, was largely positive. Um, Lots and lots of people came back um, indicating that they did feel that as much as possible, their preparation training had worked to get them ready for life as an adopted family they highlighted the obvious that no amount of training can ever truly get you ready for these things Um, you know it it doesn't matter what what we do nothing's gonna prepare you the same as you if, if you was having a birth child nothing's ever going to prepare you for having that birth child, you can read as many books as you like, talk to as many people as you like. Nothing actually prepares you, other than actually doing it. Um, so there was a there was a respect for hey, we'll we'll do everything that we can, or you know we feel that the training did everything that it could. But it's <sighs> by and large, it's an impossible task. Um, so it was really really nice that there were such a high volume of people that were saying yeah do you know what as best as we could be I felt that the training prepared us brilliant there was um, about I think it was like 11 and percent of the responses came back saying no do you know what I don't think the training prepped me at all um, and when when I got together with our with our board I said you know what was the sort of the data tell you what do you feel about this data and the the sort of the board kind of said, you know, it's really important to think about that, understand that and see that there are these people that have said that they didn't feel prepared. We do need to keep in mind that we don't know when their training was, we don't know who delivered the training, and we also don't know what's going on for them right now. You know, if if you have adopted and you have Taking on a child, and do you know what? You just have one of those weeks where <laughs> everything seems to go wrong. Nothing appears like it's going to go right, and and it's just murderous. And you get this survey to say, "Hey, did we prep you enough?" You're you're going to say, "No, no, nothing prepared me for this. How dare you?" Um, so we did respect that where someone was. Would have had an effect on on that answer, but you know, still important. Um, the next question, so where we asked, you know, what what do you think was missing, or what do you think wasn't covered enough within your training? The most popular answer was post placement blues, um, and and I and. The next one down, or certainly another high high scoring one, was adoption support um, now that that upset me to see because I know certainly within the training that i 've been delivering um, for the last like seven years, I know that we 've worked really hard to talk about post placement blues um, difficulties and sort of Essentially, what happens if you don't feel love for your child straight away, um, and trying to normalise those emotions, normalising those feelings, Um, we've then kind of um, we've we've then looked at, at deeper and sort of said, you know, right, this is how you access support. This is where you go to access support. But For For a big part of it The understanding is Yeah do you know what We do talk about that In preparation Preparation training But we maybe cover it for 30 minutes Maybe Um, The adoption support Is covered for a lot longer And how to access support Is covered for longer So all in all You probably get An hour to 90 minutes On Post-placement blues, not feeling love for your child, and where to go should you need any help. Um, that's on the training that I've been delivering. On this new training that I'm working on, they don't cover post-placement blues and not feeling. They, it's kind of weaved into the conversation of if you don't feel love for your child. But adoption support and how to access help was covered for almost half a day. Um, so you know again, this is the the differences right um, but what what i 've got to look at and accept and acknowledge is that even though we talk about it then it 's at preparation training it is so far away from when someone's going to have a child placed with them that when they do have a child placed with them essentially have they forgotten that part is there a reminder along the way I'm gonna assume not and I'm gonna ask the question and guess and wonder if social workers are geared up to talk about that post-placement or just pre-placement? Is, is it something that's addressed? Um, and, and do we, at those placements, do we say, oh, this is how you reach out to post-adoption or adoption support? in the same breath when we go to our court hearings and it's time to say goodbye to our social workers that have been with us for so long, are we then reminded, if you need someone, this is who you call. Um, I know that we weren't reminded of that. So I'm wondering if others aren't either. So that that's a, an observation to consider. Um, Lots of people also come back and said that um, trauma awareness and the behaviours that we might see from our children because of that trauma wasn't covered as much as it could have been. Um, And then also FASD. Now I know when we went through training FASD was not talked about, It, it wasn't mentioned and it's only recently been being spoken about. So I would say within the last five years, within the agency that I've been delivering training with, have we been talking about FASD. Um, remember we did an entire episode on that, that's fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. Um, now, I think if those people have said, hey, it wasn't covered enough or it wasn't covered at all, and we're going back five plus years there is a an acknowledgement that yes it should have been talked about but was it widely researched was it widely known did the professionals know how to talk about it at that point maybe not but we're always learning so you know we're going to accommodate and accept that Um, but what we've got to do is we've got to acknowledge that that information is out there now so it Definitely should be covered from this point on, basically. Um, so that that was interesting. Um, then we asked the question. The final question was, you know, what what was the key element? What what, what made what made it work? What was what's the one thing that that you really really need? Um, The prominent response was real life stories, followed quickly by honesty. Um, People are sort of saying, you know, we need to hear from people that aren't social workers about this experience. We need to hear what it's actually like and what's happening. And we don't want just the Sort of the nice fluffy stories. We need to hear what's not. We need to hear when it's when it's bad as well. Um, now, the agency that I've just started working with, I've just started working with them delivering training. This is the first time that they've had an adopter for the full three-day training sessions. So. This is a new factor for them. So this is an opportunity for them to tick that box of, hey, we are now getting real-life stories being told to us, which I think is fantastic. It's exactly what needs to be happening. I'm I'm there to help set that up. I'm not necessarily there to stay with the agency and always be the one delivering that training um, whilst... I'd be honoured to. I think what they need to be doing is is moving so as they've got a pool of adopters that can support them with that. That's that's why I think would be really successful for them. Um, so this kind of this kind of sparked conversation, sparked a thought process. I don't think I've mentioned it before. Um, not sure so i'll mention it again if i have you can skip ahead 15 seconds because that's all it will take sure um (laughs) i've um i've reached out to our regional adoption agency after attending this training and i've sort of observed this other agency's training and said you know it's clear that adopters are getting a different experience and actually, we need to make this as uniformed as possible. It should not be a postcode lottery that if you are adopting in this agency, you're gonna get an excellent training and if you adopt in that agency, it will be mediocre at best. That should not be happening. Um, I'm a firm believer that if we're all getting a similar approach to our training, then we're going to be cutting um, adoption breakdowns down. We're going to be helping, um, collective working. We're all going to have the same approach. We're then all going to be in a position where we are that much stronger as adopters that we are better equipped to become parents, which means that we're picking up the phone less to adoption support because we've got this in the back. So, all positive. So I approached my regional agency and I said, you know, what I'd like to do... Is that I would like to go and observe all of our agencies preparation training, and I'd like to report on what's working, what's not, what everyone's doing, and gaps. Um, it's not to highlight what the practitioners are doing right or wrong, because you know some people are fantastic at delivery, others it's just not their thing. Personally, I believe if it's not your thing, you shouldn't be delivering their training. But that's personal opinion. Um, but. I've said that, you know, I can be an outsider looking in and I can sort of talk through what I've seen and what my recommendations would be to help progress that forward and move that forward. Um, This was met, by and large, it was met really, really positively. There were a couple of agencies that had um, hesitations and concerns um, that I was there to almost be like an offset, um and kind of judge how they were working again there needs to be the element of yes, but that's okay because we should have a good enough standard that if someone is observing, it doesn't matter that's how I push back on these things um, but you know, we've got to, got to be a bit gentle um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm in that, frame, I'm in that position, and I'm, I've been sort of, that, that idea is, has now got legs and it's moving, which is really exciting. Um, this has now given me an idea about certain future things that I can do and that I'd like to do. Um, I've been talking in the home about launching or rebranding myself. Um, Tell me what you think of this as a uh, sort of title, a consulting adopter. I think that sounds pretty awesome and I'm looking forward to that being on my business card, just saying. (laughs) Um, For me, I'm... I've been talking to Dad for a long time now about what I would like to do within the adoption community. I'm someone who is a massive advocate for getting things right for our adopters, getting things perfect or as close to perfect as we can for our adoptees, and making sure that everyone's got a voice and that voice is being heard. And that it's not... It's not necessarily a social worker that is challenging those things because I think sometimes there could be that clouded vision but not necessarily in that world vision. Um, So what I would like to do is I'd like to push myself forward as a consulting adopter to actually talk people through my experiences and how those experiences that these agencies are putting forward are received as adopters, um, and I'm looking at sort of various ways in which I can uh, get get my brand out there and known. Um, work with more agencies. Connect with other um, sort of agencies that would would be um, interested in hearing an adopter's voice and an adopter's view and just improving that service from an adopter's perspective. So I'm looking at things that I can do there. The the training seems like a a perfect first step because it is something that I've got a lot of experience with. This is a narcissistic comment, I apologize, but I'm really good at it too. (laughs) Um, I love it, I love delivering training. It is probably the most fun I've ever had in a work environment, Um, and I feel really comfortable and confident, and I love doing it. So anything else that I can deliver there, fantastic. Any way that I can work there, fantastic. Um, That seems like a really awesome first step to build those relationships, and then I'm gonna see what else I can do to expand. so, yeah, watch this space. see what happens um, i'm i 'm really keen to see what happens with the training i 'm really keen to see how we can improve it and i'd love to hear from you if when you went on your training, was there something that you sort of saw and experienced and thought wow this is this is incredible this this is so powerful and it needs to be in every training session um, and was there sort of was there certain things that you thought that, that was missing or I didn't feel prepped for that and I wish that I had so reach out to me let me know um, you can get us on Instagram and Facebook adoption.adventures you can get us on Twitter adoptionadvent1 Or you can drop me an email, adoptionadventures123 at gmail.com. Love to hear from you, love to hear your feedback. Um, And I can't wait to tell you what happens next, basically. Um, Until then, I shall say, fairly well. I have a uh, staff conference tomorrow, which I'm uh, looking forward to. And I'm sure I'll tell you all about that next week.